0: Welcome to the Doomed and Stoned show, I'm Billy Goat, your host from DoomedandStone.com. With me, John Gist from Vegas Rock Revolution and Bucky Brown from The Ripple Effect. Uh, Welcome gents, hope you're doing well, we're going to open up the May Doom charts in a moment. (laughs) It was a really good month. Hell yeah, how about that opening
1: track we just heard man, does that sound familiar to anyone? (laughs)
0: Do you oh. remember the time we subjected you to Sir Lord Baltimore, John?
2: You subjected me. Wow, that's quite the. You enlightened me with the, with the <laughs> good Sir Lord Baltimore.
0: Yeah, it's it was good to see it covered. I had never heard of Cooling Tower, if I had it been a while, um, but I heard something from them. So it, it's cool to introduce myself to the band by way of this. Uh, Badass song. I mean, there's no other way to say it. It's a great song. Yeah, Kingdom Come,
1: Sir Lord Baltimore cover. But this band, Cooling Tower, I just I just discovered them this month. I, they were on my chart. Um, the albums titled Saint Vitus, and they're from what uh, Melbourne, Australia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something about this this band just hit me. Like I, I, you play this album from front to back. It's it's a pretty it's a pretty big album. Like the songs are long, and this is the closing song, "Kingdom Come." all the rest are originals, but man, they got a the guitar tone is just so killer. It's like it's it's my style, like uh, just a guitar tone, kind of vintage almost. Yeah, it's
0: that it has vintage this, heavy metal.
1: Yeah, and just the riffs and tone, and just a great character with this band and, and this song. Um, I listened to the original today to just kind of catch up after I'd listened to this. And I mean, they they play it as it's intended, just with the more, like, fuzz-toned, kind of modern, like, gear sound. Like, it's not quite as raw. The original is even, is like, when raw. Did,
2: kind of. When did the original come out?
0: Uh, It came out in 19... 19- uh 68 i want to say it's got to be in the 60s yeah it was it's considered one of the early examples of heavy metal before black sabbath um and it's the the original singer is john garner and uh his his take on the song of course it's his song but his take is so gaudy and gutsy it's just uh to behold Mm -hmm. so the the vocals don't quite match up to that but it's really admirable to see it being covered and and definitely the vocals get it done here so Mm -hmm. no complaints
2: i shall explore further
0: yeah the
1: albums the the rest of the songs are 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 pretty cool The very opening i almost picked the opening track because it's just a it gets Gets your blood flowing, but I figured this cover, th- this probably would be a more, more relatable and a better one to kind of bring it, bring the show on with. So,
0: very cool. Well, let's get into our first segment. This is where we choose our random favorites from the top forty, beginning with John.
2: All right, we're gonna lead it off. This is with the number twelve selection on the May Doom charts, High Desert Queen. I picked this on Black Moon, which has been kind of their first single from the album. So the album, it's Turn to Stone, chapter eight. Wow, already. And this is the split that they do with Blue Heron, uh, which is, uh, you know, that's Jad Schickler's band, who is involved with all kinds of stuff in the scene. Uh, and gosh, she's Blue's Funeral Records. Magnetic Eye and does stuff with Ripple as well. So, a man deeply embedded in this scene, also in there, along with a high riser. High Desert Queen is just will not, it's non-stop, this band. is just doing something. And the action, it's been amazing. They're finishing up a tour right now that took, that's going to take them over 30 places in Europe, including, they did Desert London. I believe it was Berlin, which the other Desert Fest and other festivals even. So this is a good, solid album. Uh, another winner for Ripple. And, you know, I think it's just three songs on each side, but they make them count.
1: Yeah, man, this this is a good one. I, I finally hit play. I mean, I had it. I saw it coming. I I, I had got the, the promo. I just never did, like, really sit down and listen until it actually released couple weeks ago it's only i mean it was what later in the month of may or mid mid may mid to late may and it's just a really good split like they both bands have that i mean Des- I desert queens definitely got that smooth kind of desert rock kind of vocal and just straight up guitar riffs and, and psychedelic kind of vibes to it and then with the blue heron side it, it's a very good complimenting con like a good flow of an album for sure
2: yeah i mean the high desert queen's second song is a slow one mm-hmm. um, and the third song i believe todd it might even have had it on a band camp sampler or something somehow or another we ended up with roll the dice on the show at some point in time so it, it's a really interesting three pack uh there of their stuff and i've heard them do at least one or two of this songs live and man these guys really bring the fire and rusty is that guy's a fucking shredder man that guy rips great rips For what sure. do you think what do you think billy
0: uh another strong chorus from these guys I look forward to that every time I hear a High Desert Queen song, they've kind of got us hooked on their choruses. Uh, But as you mentioned, it's backed by some pretty strong riffs. Um, There's a a nice solo in this one as well. Um, The drumming is on point, as does the bass work. I mean, they work hard to give you a a big sound.
2: Yeah, for a lot of people that if they don't know, The bassist, Morgan, is the daughter of Rusty Miller, the guitarist. So you got a daughter, father uh, duo within that whole realm, along with, of course, Mr. Ryan Gardy, who also is the master of the Ripple Fest texts, which, holy shit, is that going to be fun. So my flight spot. My buddies already, and we're getting an Airbnb, and I can't wait to get back down to Texas for Ripple Fest. And Ryan is uh, done two straight really cool years, and this year I think could be better than the other ones.
1: Yeah, man, I'm I'm uh, looking like I'm gonna be able to make it down. So I'm That's coming it. down. I'll, it will probably be just a weekend, maybe Friday night, but Saturday for Saturday Sunday I'll be there. So.
2: Get in there Friday, man. you you're, i mean, I don't even know what the day-to-day lineup is, but I know how big the lineup is in general, and and Friday's a full-on day. So, yeah, at, at night it'll be some of the biggest bands. You know, you fly in after work or whatever. So, yeah, you're in Denver for God's sake.
1: Yeah, it was oh, a couple so. hours.
2: There's a Southwest flight.
1: Oh yeah, straight nonstop.
2: And same for you, Billy, coming out even from Oregon. It's a great flight. So, who knows, Billy?
0: It may happen. What are the dates again?
2: Went to the first one. In September? Uh, yeah.
1: 22nd or 23rd? Saturday's the 23rd. 24th, because 25th is a Monday. So, anyways. Yeah.
2: Look it up. Uh, it's in September in the towards yeah. the end of the
0: that's not, that's not a bad time of year, honestly. Uh, so, you never know. You might see me there. Got some airplane credits to burn, so. And uh, speaking of Austin.
2: Or speaking of Texas.
0: Texas.
1: Or Dallas, actually. So these guys are from Dallas, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, so Dallas, number 17, the next song we're going to talk about, Smokey Mirror and their debut full-length album. Self-titled Smoky Mirror. I uh, went with the track Sacrificial Altar, and man, this, these guys are just insanely, they just got that heavy psych, just energy, the the bass work, the the psychedelia, the just like the jamming going on and the high energy, everything about it, just rock and roll and unrelenting. So I was stoked to see they had a new one coming out. I hadn't. I don't think they've put anything out since their split with Love Gang back in 2019. And then like an EP or something, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, they're an interesting band that all they have really, I actually, I forgot about the split, Um, you know, is that EP. Mm-hmm. And they actually pulled two of those songs over for this album as mm-hmm. well. And, uh, you know, so they, they got a full length, this is their first you know, full length, and they're on Rise Above Records,
3: mm-hmm.
2: which is a, a, a very good good label. Uh, the same as White Dog, which is a band, I think, out of Austin that also has a, you know, a 70s retro kind of vibe, but, man, these guys, whew, I saw them live, like, five or six years back at, like, the Stoner Jam or Southwest Stoner Jam, or <clears throat> and, oh, my God, I, they were the only show I saw in the little this front room thing that would not, was not even designed to be a place to play music, really. It was like at a bar and they just cleared out the tables and put, you know, put a drum set in there or something. And, and I was, I, I was in there for like a beer or two. Cause I was like, Holy shit. This is really like, this is some wild live energy to it. And uh, I, I think they got a cool retro psych, but they, they mixed in some real progressive
0: mm-hmm
2: vibes along the way and tinkerings will say but man this band is so slack on social media <laughs> and they don't even have like a description of themselves on spotify i mean i don't yeah. know you, you, you can't hardly get them on band a little bit if you're gonna be yeah. a band and you can put art out because it's people it's all picture.
0: word of mouth like it used to be in the olden days
1: but yeah I, I think there's just some of those guys that just that's they're kind of Stubborn and they want to keep it that way and they're just mm-hmm. like yeah we don't care like I don't like they're
2: just it all changes they're eventually good. they're Black, good Blackwater Water Holy Light used to be that way too
0: now they're mm-hmm. on Facebook it's all about like getting on a good label and distribution and Rise Above Records has all of that and then some long history yeah, I mean,
1: even at that though it's they there it's more marketed for fucking Europe I had to pay like. 40 50 oh, yeah. bucks to get their record that like, sucks they're not even there's not even a u.s
0: online store like i imagine there'll be something
1: well so they and that so they were in town last week i i i could have went and seen them with me with love gang and i i was just burned out like it's just midweek and
2: that's too bad that would been it, be, it,
1: the same night um There was another band what the fuck there was two bands playing the same night and they were i think just blocks away from each other uh fuck riding easy band that's been blowing up this year i'm spacing out from california the dude with the big afro um (laughs) i'm lost yeah well anyways they they were playing the same night i was like what really (laughs) like I would have liked to have seen both, but I, I was like,
2: Fine. you didn't see either, it's that.
1: I didn't see either. I didn't see. I, I I've, I've missed a lot of good shows in the last two weeks. Just no oh, energy. Yeah, I'm
0: going tomorrow night though.
1: All them witches. Nice. So
3: nice. I just
0: got an email inviting me up to the Telekinetic Yeti show in Portland in July. So that might get me out, get me, get my motor revving again. Nice
2: in a telekinetic kind of way,
0: yeah. But this was a solid find, Bucky. You know, um, it's unusual to find a Texas band on a UK label, but it works. So
1: it, it's kind of funny because we, I was on the podcast, the slightly fuzzed show a couple months ago with Ryan Foster, and uh, and Todd was on because we were doing the one of the Ripple albums, um, review and we we got to talking about some band from texas like todd was like mentioning this band that he was talking with ripple for a while then they were talking with riding easy i think at one point and then they ended up going off to europe to get on a label i'm pretty and we couldn't figure out he couldn't remember the band this is the band he was talking about mm. it was from dallas and he's like some texas band and because i think these guys Back, the split came out on Glory and Death, or Glory or Death, put out the split with Love Game, right when they got that was one of their first releases. Um, so I think that's the band Todd was talking about, because I I do believe they'd approached Ripple and R- when there was some talks in it, I think a lot of it had to do with their their like you mentioned, John, no no uh, effort putting forth like their show songs there they just they didn't they didn't look like they were putting in the work
2: yeah you know uh they just went on tour with their label mates also from texas uh white dog white dog yeah um you guys are cool no no vegas stop but white dog uh i like their album pretty good too a couple of their songs i actually like really liked so i I
1: like white dog i have their one album with it was it was really good and
2: i really 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 dig this album as well uh, completely different kind of psychedelic different think, but this is i mean there's like some different kind of percussions you know percussion yeah. going on there and a little more groove you know almost in an el perro neighborhood like they have, mm-hmm. you know similar uh, yeah. there's some kind of cross in there along the way but, yeah uh, billy you know were you dancing or what?
0: <laughs> well, to the next song on the <laughs> on the uh, album, uh, I, I've already I'm already out of it, but uh, it's in my headphones right now. Thousand Days in the Desert," yeah, that one's got it. it does have an El Perro vibe? It's got a really like dancing um, bass thing going on there. Just bum 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 bum. <laughs> it's very jazzy. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a cool, a cool album. I, I played it on, um, you know, Rock is Dead, the gift list early on one of their songs. And I dig them. They're, they're groovy, man. Right but, on. But now it's your turn, Billy. And what did you pick?
0: I picked High Leaf. They're at number 16 on the charts. And the album is Vision Quest. Pick the track Dead Eye. And uh, we actually debuted a single from these guys back on 420. And um, we were anticipating the, the new album at that time and it landed May 5th. Uh, and it's a pretty well-rounded album overall. It draws from a blend of styles. You'll hear on this track, a blend of stoner rock, doom metal, and especially 90s grunge. Uh, the vocals are, are clean and on the higher range uh and they're very uh charismatic i guess yeah they uh i think this is the kickoff to what
1: we're gonna hear several bands coming up in the charts with that 90s grunge kind of flavor Mm -hmm. to it so definitely the stoner tropes kind of high leaf i mean and it sounds like a band named high leaf would sound I don't know. It's got the
0: I little bit know. of.
3: I think they're I too
0: lively for that. It's... I don't know why I was visualizing. Well, they're I high. Think. They're blowing. they they're blowing around the wind, man. I mean, it, it, it must be
2: some sativa. <laughs> but I I just imagined it was more. You know, when you're hearing highly, you're thinking like, okay, they're gonna be kind of like you know stony and psychedelic. And uh, but I like them. I mean, I like this man. But I it's not. I didn't think they were gonna sound like that necessarily. So, yeah. but you did and that's okay uh, well
1: i i honestly i thought they were gonna be a i kind of thought they were gonna be really heavy doom like really mm-hmm. like really <laughs> oh. harsh vocals yeah like some of those like stoner kind of stony bands but it's they did have a little grizzle and the the vocals come in like kind of yeah. sounded drenched in gasoline and it's with the with the fuzz factor going on yeah. so yeah, yeah.
2: well they're out of the uh the Philadelphia scene, so another Philly band, and played one of their tracks recently also on guest list. And I'll tell you, I looked them up. I'm like, all right, let's let's find out a little bit more about them because this is their debut album. There is no other, you know, mm-hmm. action. Um on Spotify they list were, you know, for fans of Tyus, Clutch, Soundgarden, and Chains, King Buffalo, and Sabbath. Hmm. Now I came up. I was kind of like, well I might have to listen to the album again." <laughs> you know, I because I've heard it a couple times. And I like it. It's like, "Oh, that's interesting." Throw that out there. um And then these these cats—they're playing Maryland Doomfest on June twenty-second, coming up here in just a couple weeks. Oh
0: yeah, I forgot about Maryland. Doom Maryland Doomfest. Fest. Man, everything's just—that's how it is. Every single year, like slow slow build and then everything releases really quickly and you've got event after event after event and you know if you didn't plan ahead sometimes you just got to be spontaneous too and you know jump on a plane but you know sometimes these things sell out too i don't know if uh, maryland doomfest is sold out it's worth looking into yeah i mean uh, they're usually right on the forefront of all this uh, new Doom and Stoner music. They're very the
2: East Coast centric uh, with a lot of their stuff, but even regional. Uh, mm-hmm. And they, they'll they put on a good amount of even, you know, bands from Maryland on, on there as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Um, I went, you know, a few years back, had a great time. Uh And I looked at the lineup and it's just another solid one and hats off to those guys for for doing it. It's kind of a neat setup. It's like in this little part of town, you know, like old school part of town, like a downtown little area. And it's one bar here. And then you like literally just walk one block over and on the other side of the street. And there's (laughs) the bar with the venue. So venue and venue. Yeah. Two bars. Pretty wild, man.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: All right, let's kick it off. Let's get some music going. We got High Desert Queen doing Black Moon, and you are listening to The Doomed in Stone Show.
1: back with the doom charts countdown for may we just heard high leaf the song dead eye off their album vision quest Before that smoky mirror sacrificial altar kicking that off was black moon by high desert queen off turn to stone chapter eight with blue heron so we're here in segment two where we're gonna pick another song each from the top 40 but not in the top 10. So at number 11, I went with ocean Lord to kick this set off. The album is kingdom cold, another Melbourne band on the charts tonight. And this is their debut full length album. I believe it's out on magnetic eye records. Is that right? Um, hmm. I think there's something to do with Magnetic Eye.
0: It is. It's uh, either Magnetic Eye or Blue's Funeral. I think it's Magnetic Eye, though. I think it's Magnetic Eye. But either way, Ocean Lord,
1: this album really caught me by surprise. I was kind of expecting a more like doom-laden kind of maybe traditional doom, but it actually has a lot more like... I don't know what what you would even call it. It's a accessible, kind of clean vocals, but but does have that low, slow, kind of morose kind of mood to it. And this song I picked two, three, four zero or twenty three forty, I don't know. Um, wow. Second song on the album. It, it's a it's kind of a little bit more upbeat for the album, but it's a cool track for sure. And the album, the whole album, if you listen to it, it's there's something in there for everyone
2: so i mean yeah geez melbourne and australia at it again and you know i i've, I've listened to this album a, a bunch of times as got the promo pretty early um mm-hmm. the debut album is really moody and it hits a lot of check marks on influences meaning it's you know it's not a, a single lane i would say the it's mellow mellow vocals most most of the time but like in this song in particular, like the powerful guitar is going to kick in and it really makes it just such a good song. Um, they're playing in August with the Mighty Witch Skull, which is from a different part of Australia. Um, and they just put out a debut, uh, a, a, you know, first out, first track from their upcoming album. Um not sure if you guys heard that yet. That album's coming out in June. What label is that coming out on? I think it's surprising. Probably- I think Rise it's above. Rise Above Records. Yeah, yeah I, I think,
0: think so. so too.
2: Yeah, that- oh, yeah, their second album on on that label. So I've gotten a sneak peek of the sneak listen of the Wit Skull, and it's really good as well. But played it once, I think, with headphones once on the uh, on the um, the bunch will call it speakers. But then I I did a ride in the car, and that just changed everything. Plus, I was more familiar, man, but Wish but but uh, that album's gonna be a Razor. It's definitely gonna be, I would say, you know, one of the ones potentially to to be up there high, I would imagine. But Ocean Lord, really, really great debut album. Interesting stuff. Um, you know, interested to see, to see what happens from here. What would you think, Billy?
0: Yeah, definitely a big year for Melbourne, Australia. Uh... Lamasu is coming out with their new album on June 21st. And that's going to be another uh, mm-hmm. one to keep an ear out for. Um, so, you know, and here's another impressive band in the scene, uh, both locally and in general, the, the worldwide scene. Uh, I think it, it's uh, an interesting entry into uh, not only our our scene but also just the whole lore of the ocean <laughs> uh it's not it, it in some tracks it's more implicit that it's about sort of the ocean or touches on those scenes um in this one it's called kingdom cold it makes me think of like the the arctic but um and then it's got that lyric we're never coming home oh i'm thinking about the track 2340 which has nothing to do with the ocean <laughs> So, <laughs> there goes my theory about everything.
2: What does it have to do with?
0: It? <laughs> well, it's That's kinda, a good question. If, if you look at the all the track tiles,
1: there's six tracks, and they kind of follow a theme of like the ocean, if you if you will. There's Isle of the Dead, Siren, So Cold, mm-hmm. Come Home, kind of like Lost at Sea, almost. Um, right. Totally. But,
2: yeah.
0: yeah. But I what does twenty
2: three forty mean? That's what I we guess. have to find out.
0: We have yeah, to figure that out, yeah. That's a yeah, lot of numbers to figure out.
2: Someone needs to beg uh, one of them to listen to the show. I believe mean, one of the gents does listen to the show some, so hopefully he could tell us what is up with 2340.
1: Yeah, man, and, and you guys said it's a big year for Melbourne, man. I Every year is a big year for Melbourne. <laughs> it seems like
0: yeah. Australia 19. in general.
2: So. You know who's doing really good out of Melbourne is Con.
0: Yeah, uh,
2: and they're going to Europe even uh, for a bunch of shows. So, yeah, Con, you know, just I mean, for me, two other of their last three albums. I'm just not you know big on instrumentals, but two other of the last three albums were exceptional uh, mm-hmm. for that kind of heavy psych. That i I, you know, the new the new wave of heavy psych. I like that kind of style as well. So. Uh, and then, you know, you got Planet of the Yates, and Dune Eater, and it, it, it's endless names out of my room. For sure. Yeah. Skull uh, is from, like, I think it was Brisbane, was it? It an area like where it's actually legal to that mm-hmm. possess weed. Mm. Canberra. 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 Yeah, yeah I can't wait to, for folks to hear that full album of people in are digging the the debut uh single well you know the wait billy anything else you got on these guys well
0: you know i had all kinds of things jumbled i up saw in my something head. in
2: there and i'm like i, I got we got to make sure you say this
0: yeah so ocean lord uh well like you bucky i thought they were going to be like ahab you know that band out of germany which also writes about the ocean and the vocals are like go figure a sunken sailor like mm-hmm. So I was thinking, Ocean Lord, uh, this is going to be something else. The vocals actually remind me a lot of Michael Stipe from R.E.M. What did you guys think? It, yeah, no, I could. That's. Uh, I mean, they're in the neighborhood.
1: It was surprising. And it, it was soothing. It wasn't. It was. It was very inviting.
0: The whole album. I was like, oh
1: shit, I. This is actually pretty good. Yeah, I, I
0: don't know if I could even classify have, this as. Doom, per se, I guess it is. It's more like the resin style of Doom. It's
2: heavy rock. We'll, yeah. we'll put it under the big umbrella. And there, we go. there we go. It, it, but Michael Stein, I, I now you have I don't keep up as the Scandal.
0: Uh, what? There's a reason I can't compare it to Michael Stipe?
2: No, I did. It's so random, and I think. <laughs> no, he's
0: totally something like if you go back and listen to it. And oh, you now think, I gotta do All it. All right, now I'm gonna compare it to Michael it's, Stipe. It's you'll, you'll, you'll hear it. it. It's like
1: you get some people could hear a certain little pitch or tone, and it. You could hear that same thing in someone that's totally like unrelated. Like most people, oh, I get do.
2: it. I get it. Yeah, I just you gotta. And now gotta go back and, and hear
0: it. <laughs> well and if you think of a better singer let me know i'm really trying no! to expand my, I love it. my I, range of fan. references eponymous
2: and... was a go-to cd in college for forever and ever and ever i mean it was like that was this one if all else failed just put that on at the party and call it a day uh and that's before shiny happy people and all that yeah, I like early R.E.M., but let's talk. And I actually met briefly the bassist we used to party in Hilton Head. And then I heard my, uh, Michael Buck, the guitarist, is cool, dude. Guy yeah, had some fucking skills in guitar. How are we talking about R.E.M.? Uh, <laughs> that's what we do with the Stone Show. Deep. <laughs> well, what do, you got? what do you got next, John? Well, let's stick in the water, I guess. With Thousand Vision Mist. Um, hey, I just saw this name. It couldn't have been really more than a month ago, but the first time ever. I'm like, whoa, cool name. All right. And then I think I saw a few things posted. I was like, all right. And I did not get to hear the album until today, <laughs> where I, I was like, holy shit. And I already had someone else picked. I was going to pick Billy's selection coming up and a couple others I was looking at. And when I, a, a note to self popped in the head, I spun this on Bandcamp because they're not on Spotify (laughs) and Thousand Vision Mist out of Maryland. Uh, And this is a good album. Like it's good grooving heavy rock, but a lot of other styles are mixed in within that umbrella. Um, There's a tendency to want to say they're doom, but some of these songs aren't doom songs. I mean, yeah, not the, the umbrella that's pretty wide of doom. It's, you could tell that it's you know it's just these three pushing out some good music and and you know not trying to prove one singular thing and just putting good music out instead and uh, I like it. It almost flew under the radar for me from Laurel, Maryland, which probably like less than an hour before where I grew up. Yeah, it's Same, a f- time it's a is the song f- I picked. And it's they a fusion.
0: 14- yeah, sands of time, man. It, it was an eclectic mix of like new metal, then you hear funk, then you hear grunge, but it happened so seamlessly. And a lot of times it would be in the guitar, like the guitar would get funky for a while, and then there'd be someone gonna be like, Whoa, that's, that reminds me of new, new metal era uh, type of stuff. And then grunge uh, just layered in really interesting ways. Like uh, the, the guitar plays a huge role in keeping your attention uh in this song. Um and uh yeah. Yeah, the, way to work your influences into something unique.
2: Yeah. I mean th- these aren't youngsters. Um the name of the album is Depths of the Oblivion, and they actually have another album, but it's on a totally separate page on Bandcamp. Hmm. So uh there's that. So they are getting. I did have a quick little message with them today. Uh, actually, they even slid me some Bandcamp codes so I can give some of the folks in my group on Facebook. And uh they're working on getting it on on the Spotify next. And Thousand Vision missed landing at fourteen. Really? uh And now, Bucky, had you heard of them before?
1: I'd never heard of them till tonight. I didn't even catch them. I skimming through the doom charts it was definitely one of the one of the few or there was a several bands on the charts this month i'd, I'd never really heard or kind of one-off bands i didn't vote for i didn't i hadn't gotten into mm-hmm. but uh pushing play on this song and i could definitely see why you picked it it's 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 some pretty hard rocking stuff um I'm, I'm with billy it's got it's got a little progressiveness to it a little blues and and kind of more grunge than than uh than i would have expected but it's it's another band that throughout tonight you're gonna hear several more that are the grunge is just it's not going away it's just getting more and more
0: like prevalent. much
2: to some people's dismay oddly enough i i have a friend Who listens to the show that doesn't like like he's got a mindset you know who you are it has mindset against uh grunge influence kind of stuff so interesting out there uh the three of us we're all pretty down with it you know what i mean but
1: well and it's it's maybe it's the term like grunge kind of gets thrown in the same bucket as like stoner rock.
2: Yeah, but grunge like, is, it it's it is it, it, they're the it, same the thing. 90s. <laughs> yeah, 90s. And for some that you know 90s isn't always I mean, for me and, and Billy I know we talk about all the time, obviously we love the 90s a lot of it uh but for others it's like man, you know, other stuff. But man, I think this is some some good shit right here, but I'll tell you the pick I was going to do and the identical song is Billy's uh, wild card pick.
0: Yeah, Trevor's Head of the UK at number 20 with a view from below. I selected the first track, Call of the Deep. Now this band caught my attention some years back. It's included in our compilation, Doom and Stone in England, The Lost Tribes. And um, if you haven't checked out the Doom and Stone in England compilation, by the way, it's huge. And then we even had more spillover, like the scene in England itself, not to mention other parts of the UK, Scotland and Ireland, but in in the UK in general um, and England specifically, it is explosive. Like Black Sabbath, they, you know, their impact is like the crater of a nuclear bomb over there.
2: It's just England. I mean, literally, yeah. they're the creators of kind of electrifying rock and roll. I mean, just, yeah, you know I mean, it just really, we had, you know, all the way up to Chuck Berry and all that Elvis and this great rock and roll. But man, it's when England just flexed it and, you know, from Beatles all the way to Sabbath and all that Jeff stuff. Jeff It's just insane. Yeah. Like We're Eric Clapton all... and all these entities, the bands of Steve Winwood and yeah, Stones and, the Who, who and Zeppelin—it's just kind of yeah. I I did who? a thing on the uh the gifts list where I just did England, and I fucked up, and I did one that was from Wales because I didn't know where Swansea is. It's and, uh, close enough.
1: Uh, she
2: no, it was supposed to be all England. I <laughs> fucked it up, anyways. And uh it was just—it's—it's it's just endless. What they're even doing now, <laughs> you know, and it's if you go look at how much land England is, it ain't a whole lot.
3: Mm-mm.
2: It really isn't. So it's hats off to the Brits, and you know, <laughs> this this is an interesting mix on this album uh, of different stuff. You know, it's power trio, and this is their third album, so they've been around.
0: Yeah, and this yeah. is another one with a smattering of influences. It's pretty up tempo stuff. Uh, I guess I. Put it in late '90s post uh, grunge or post-grunge um, with some progressive metal thrown in, but it's the vocal harmonies that will really will grab you. I mean, King's X, Alice Allison Change, you're gonna start thinking around that kind of territory with some of the songs. Yeah, no, that's a good call, King's
1: X. I I had doubt like it it jumps around between like a croony Allison Chain's like vocal harmony into a like Andre Squelch kind of like vocal like yeah choppy and then it goes back and it's it's got this mathy guitar rhythm going on Mm -hmm. i think the album like every song kind of even jumps around a little more it's it's pretty quirky in a way yeah um i think they've kind of always been that way they've been around for over 10 years like 2012 i think so
2: yeah this was my favorite this was easily the stick standout song for me on the album as well. And it is, the, I believe, the lead off track, uh, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's give the audience Ocean Lord. And what, what song is this going to do, Bucky?
0: 2340.
2: And we're going to do this on
0: The Doomed and Stone Show. <laughs> <laughs> We've been listening to Trevor's Head, the number 20 pick from the Doom charts for the month of May. And A View From Below is the album. We heard Call of the Deep. Before that, John selected Thousand Vision Mist, number 14. The album is Depths of Oblivion and the track Sands of Time. And Bucky selected Ocean Lord at number 11. Kingdom Cold is the name of the album and the track. 2, 3, 4, 0. 2, 3, 4, 0. 2340. 2340. 2340. A lot of different ways to dice it up. 2340.
2: <laughs> and, and I live in a unit number, 2310. So every time well, I don't talk
0: your people. unit number. Come on now. Who cares?
2: We gotta Damn, down. you got to <laughs>
0: move to twenty. <laughs> hey, maybe they'll send down. you some pizzas. Uh, <laughs> so we're in the top 10 Five territory now. And at number 10 is They Watch Us from the Moon out of Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, The album is Cosmic Chronicles Act 1. The Ascension, long title, but this is something epic you're about to hear. Uh, And they go for it. We're going to hear Moab or Mother of All Bastards. Uh, This is one that we actually debuted on uh, March 22nd. We were anticipating the Album coming out, I think in April at that time, and it came out in May. Um, good timing. Glad they made it in the top ten. Uh, what'd you guys think? Well,
1: I I honestly never heard, never heard of them. Um, and I, I was thinking of a different band when I saw the name of the title. There's another band. They They watch us from afar. I think it's something like that which is kind of in the same kind of oh, I know what you're talking moon about. We're talking
2: about man, but yeah. it's
1: not them. And no. these, these guys have another Alice in Chains kind of atmosphere but more in the space realm. It's pretty slow paced and, and very atmospheric. So I mean it's a the song you picked is a pretty it's enjoyable for sure. I didn't I didn't get the whole album but shit, it came in at number 10, so there must be something going on there.
2: I've done some listening uh, to them and and know about this band and actually even played them on the other show. Uh, Cool different vibe, but while maintaining their, maintaining Doom is kind of their primary genre, I think it's just, this song was definitely a slower paced, you know, uh, Doomier vibe for me. They do have some heavy psych, kind of stuff happening as well uh really good female vocals dual uh,
0: female vocals right because there's some vocal harmonies going on i don't
2: know luna
0: oh luna nemesis,
2: nemesis. <laughs> the name uh she really you know she stands she she shines and they watch us from the moon now all right so time out who's watching us from the moon?
0: they have you guys ever seen that movie lunopolis
2: is that it's the developed... one where they they go there's a whole inside of the moon thing going
0: on yeah they discover a conspiracy uh and uh time travelers from the moon basically is what it comes down to oh shit yeah it's because cons- it's not a conspiracy man <laughs> no oh, yeah, it was actually no. in the in the movie <laughs> it's a religion It's kind of shot like found footage, so it's meant to look like a a document that got lost and discovered. But uh, there's a religion around the the moon, and it kind of protects the secrets of, while venerating the people who first went to the moon to establish a colony there in the 1960s, by the way.
2: Oh, They just didn't tell about it until And him. when they
0: time travel to the past they take polaroid pictures only because they believe it can't be manipulated like digital
2: can well yeah i mean they fade out too
0: that's Jeez. true you have to look at them up and they're
2: like After fresh a while, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you, you gotta shake it like a polaroid picture it, it's like an and, and
0: honestly I'll, I'll be honest i haven't listened closely enough to the lyrics to pick up on the storyline but there are stories at play here. There's a lot of of depth in the in the album. Uh, I, I like this song mainly because we debuted it on our website, but I also like it because it I really
2: totally seeing you in this.
0: Oh yeah, it, this totally. is my vibe right here. Yeah, yeah. And shout out to Shane Murray. He plays with the band, um, and he's a stand-up guy. Um, the whole band has a lot of heart
2: yeah and and folks check out their uh band photo or whatever they got uh sometime in uh let's just say check it out you know check it out and they're actually from the same town as godzillionaire uh which features mark Hennessy of paw so shane knows all them boys as well and L- lawrence is a college town i forgot whether it's k-state or kansas think Lot of stuff going on down there. Matter of fact, The Absurd, you know, the band The Absurd and yeah. the, uh Karma Vulture are on a little quick one-week Midwest tour. They just killed it in Chicago, I heard. Great, great, great uh crowd, everything else. But they're playing Lawrence, uh, I think, in a couple of days. I happen to
0: notice. Mm-hmm.
2: So I think I gave Shane the heads up or invited him to the event.
0: Oh. Cool.
2: Both those bands, they're both, you know, somewhat younger guys. And uh, they're bringing some good new original rock, and it you know it doesn't sound like everything else. And uh, yeah, I hear they. I've seen the absurd, and they, they were awesome live at Ribblefest.
1: Fest. Yeah, they're playing. They're playing again on so, the closing up. night, right? Aren't they the they closing up. band?
2: I don't know. I or don't know they have the sets out yet, but uh, yeah. there's maybe a late night uh, after party thing too. So.
1: After party, I think they're at the after party thing.
2: But a lot of buzz on they watch us from the moon, and again i think that shane or whoever needs to give us a little input on who the day is if it have to be in a private message if we are nervous about that information let me know
0: oh and uh, another uk <laughs> label here for uh a us band we've got them on new heavy sounds Oh, hmm.
2: well, there you go all right well let's go up north to our Neighbors to the North of America in Canada. The next one, Toronto to be exact, for Blood Ceremony, landing at number nine with the album, The Old Ways Remain. I picked the the Hellfire Club. Listen, I'm gonna tell you, I wasn't overly, when I saw that this was slotted in for me, I was like, oh, what the hell, do I even like these people? And I had a visual, I'd forgotten what Blood Ceremony was where I hadn't paid enough attention. And so today i put it on i was the whole almost the whole album you know before i was like oh shit, i gotta listen to the stuff i totally dig it so this is you know female fronted kick ass you know rock and guitar toned stuff good good tone stuff man um doom heavy psych heavy rock i mean it's not all in one category at all and Throw in some flute in there from Aaliyah O'Brien, uh, front person, lady. Uh, flute happens quite a bit and some other randomness along the way. But, man, I'm not throwing one that digs them at this point in time. They have over 56,000 monthlies on Spotify, and that is a big number. And, as a little footnote, uh, they toured with Ghost back in 2012. Blood ceremony.
0: In 2019, they played Chicago Doomed and Stone Best, They co-headlined with Coven uh, The Last Night. That was really special. Yeah. yeah. Aaliyah has just an awesome stage presence. She's great with Oregon as well. Um, and it's just a, an action-packed show from beginning to end. And the songs themselves are responsible. They're, they're written as lively. It's like classic 70s FM radio rock vibe. Out the way, uh, good stuff.
1: Yeah, man, this this album, I didn't know was coming out, but it, I think release day, I there was rave reviews. Like guys, I, I trust with some like their music taste that have like when they really rave about an album, there's got to be something there. This album was one of those. Like when it came out, like I was surprised it was this low down on the list. Honestly. Now it wasn't that high on mine. I don't know why, but it it uh, the songwriting is superb. The uh, the guitar tone you mentioned, John, on this album has just got that like just a distinct guitar tone. Just so simple but so like refreshing. So,
2: yeah, and, tone is matters a lot to. Yeah particularly non-musicians, probably
1: the musicians too. They got, they got, they got saxophone too on this album, John. Yep. I know that's your favorite. So. Uh, Billy's. It's really growing the on gets, them. It's growing Billy's on
2: them. Billy's the one that gets the heart on from that, not me. So, but,
1: okay. I, I, I was listening. So I was listening to this today um, and thinking what I was kind of, I almost pulled a fast one and switched my song with, to, to, for me to pick blood ceremony and you to pick the next one john just because i i really dug yeah yeah a different song than what you picked it was the the next song i believe which i can't see it right now like eugenie uh, that would be
0: Eugenie one that would I, be ipsa oh man that's the hard one to pronounce ipsa Ips... no, yeah not that one no not that one uh eugenie no, it, was, it was eugenie number three yeah yeah that song is so
1: so killer it's just
2: i mean i, I awesome. listened to the album dude I, I, all of them you know it, it was just all it, good with me i was it, like wow good. i'm liking female vocals more and more every year
1: and it, it has it has gotten a little criticism for being like a like the witch rock flute tinged like witch rock like proggy folk music that's the real heavy heavy heads I don't we'll see how that can be a fun criticism. Of. Why is that a bad thing? No, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but there's there I'm I'm not saying it I mean, is. There is a lot of there's, the There's people that will
0: say it. Is yeah, yeah. Because it's not heavy enough. oh, but... I see what you're oh saying. fuck that. And so they'll they'll call it witch rock or something to kind I of I like, like that it's... it wasn't as heavy. It. The, the songwriting would... the
1: songwriting like, is, is what makes it. It's just the songs are just great. So it, it does have that culty kind of witchy sound to it, which is like you mentioned coven like they they played that it's in that mm, realm like it really is do. it's like that that's an influence obvious
0: oh yeah speaking
2: of the Colt, i'm gonna see the uh former drummer les warner of the Colt, he was on electric they're gonna uh he's put together a band i'm gonna see him saturday night play at Count's Vamped and they're gonna play electric from front to back like, one of my favorite albums ever. And I've heard this singer, I think it's the same singer, and I heard him once at this other kind of set-up show, and the guy does a really good job, so... I got that to look forward to, speaking of the cult. And I know we got folks here to love cult. Some people just mm-hmm. love love. Other people, like me, maybe more electric. And then there's Sonic Temple, just, you know, all kinds of storyline behind the cult, but the cult, Uh, You know what's funny is John Garcia, one of his favorite singers, is Ian Asbury. Did you know that?
0: That's news. That's right. To me, I mean, yeah.
2: Well, I'm full of information like that on occasion. And about Hmm. 95% of the time is right. So, at least I'm sticking to that number. Uh, But hey, at number eight, Bucky... You deliver us something
1: unique. Yeah. Yeah, the one I was going to switch you to and take over Blood Ceremony. Not because I don't like it. I wasn't
0: sure who to assign this to. to I almost did it
2: for
1: you. So number number eight is The Machine coming out of the Netherlands. Um, They've been around a while. Um, But The Machine, the album's called Wave Cannon. And I picked the title track, Wave Cannon so i i i played through several songs on this trying to figure out what song i was gonna pick and it's definitely another like i mentioned it it gets into the 90s grunge vibes mm-hmm. i i was hearing a couple songs sounded like nirvana and alice in chains kind of blended with a little shoegaze thrown in but this song has a really cool bass tone it's um it's interesting stuff it's pretty it's pretty chill in the band on Bandcamp, i just noticed they they've described themselves as doused in space soaked in riffs pop songs disguised in fuzzy feedback which is kind of accurate they, they are there's a little poppiness to it but in a real fuzziness kind of like spacey fuzziness going on so but
0: uh yeah band is about 15 years old or thereabouts um and for me uh, there's something about that thick vibrating bass tone Mm -hmm. that just made this song and really the album um feel so substantial like it just surrounds you in fuzz and it just it's so assertive uh but when i was listening to this i thought of the old the old adage, tune in, turn on, drop out. This mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. It's kind of got an apathetic uh, quality to it in a way, like with the vocals, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. And that's coupled with like an excellent groove. So there's kind of like a uh, there's an interesting thing going on. There was parts of it that reminded me of Smashing Pumpkins, parts of it that made me think of oh that sounds like Toadie's influence and then Allison Chains with the vocals
2: six full links from this band this dutch band um, you know i just got to put it as a summary here i mean the traverse and psych and alt rock alt alt alternative rock alt rock kind of stuff and but you know stoner grunge is definitely the 90s is, is has an action in there as well uh, power trio and they, they like to say, we played everywhere from Portugal to Russia. So they've been around and played a lot of stuff over there in good old Europe. Uh, and the machine delivers number eight with Wave Cannon. So what do you think? It's Music time? Person.
1: Let's kick this bad boy off with "They watch us
0: from the moon. On the Doomed and Stone show.
2: Just heard The Machine doing Wave Cannon. They landed at number eight. Uh, just before that was the Hellfire Club was the track off of Always Remain. The band is Blood Ceremony, landing at number nine out of Toronto. And then uh, just before that at number 10 was They Watch Us From The Moon. That's a long enough name, right? But the name of the album says Hold My Beer. Cosmic Chronicles, Act 1, The Ascension. The track was Mother of All Bastards. (laughs) Someday they're going to tell us who are they, because we have to know. (laughs) Uh, All right, well, let's pop over to Bloody England. For number seven, the band Duskwood delivers us the album The Last Voyage. I'm going to pick the track She Calls. It could have been any number of other songs. This album is a chock full very good heavy rock stoner rock album right here i even read someone said god i can't remember it was rich piva said think valley of the sun of england and i thought that was interesting i'm like oh that's kind of interesting um they have two previous eps as well as a full length in 2016 under their original lineup uh i mean yeah and even originally this band was called maverick just an fyi on that maverick long way back but man I mean that really would have
0: suited them that would have suited suited their style pretty well <clears throat>
2: yeah i guess they were maybe a little more hard rock uh back then is what i would read on, on some of Ah, uh, right?
0: i see but So this is
2: this is a ripple album so ripple back on the charts again uh after already landing one earlier so really good stuff uh you know his vocals the time has kind of a john garcia uh, feel a little reminiscent of mr garcia
0: yeah for the (laughs) verses definitely picked up on the john garcia vibe but if you think that's the only part of the the vocal character you're gonna hear you'll be surprised like it goes into this soaring chorus that almost takes your breath away to listen to
2: Good
0: shit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, Bucky, you've got the number six. Yeah, oh, wait. No, did I, I, did say... I even ask you about Dustwood? No, no,
1: it, no. So I, I mean, I kind of, I, you guys kind of said what I was would have said, anyways. I, I, but when I hear this, the first thing I thought of was, like, in in a good way. When people, you know, they people say Sabbath worship, this is Caius worship. But not not like copycat style. It's like it's the John Garcia is very present in the vocal tone. And just hard rock and hard rock and roll man. really good groove, classic desert rock kind of sound. So yeah, number seven. and number so number six is vermilion whiskey. So these Southern boys, Louisiana brought us the new album Crimson and Stone that came in number six and I went with the track the get down another one I, I played through it in full this afternoon while driving across the i-70 from Kansas to Denver a good time to listen to some tunes for sure but uh, the vermilion whiskey like Duskwood was to Caius vermilion whiskey is to corrosion of conformity no doubt that's like it's this song especially it's you get that pepper keen in there a corrosion of conformity in your blood so straight up rock
2: with it (laughs) r-a-w-k yeah yeah these uh they're from southern louisiana uh and they got one previous album back in 2013 and an ep but before this, but, man, this is good, good shit right here. Um, Got a preview a while back, played him on the show as well. I I think it's just got that good southern tinged uh, rock, a little bit of metal at Mm times, even. Um, You know, good rock and stuff. A a perfect accompaniment on a tour with a band we'll be talking about later. Mm. What do you think? What do you think, Bucky?
0: Billy yes yeah. well look like this is good good time rock and roll um, perfect to get you you know if you get the crowd inebriated and and get them singing along by the end of it like it's that kind of music it's just you know well the band hails from Louisiana so you can hear the swampiness in their sound and for me there was elements of Zach Wild some of the song. Uh, the song's pretty you know wide open and bluesy but breaks into some sabbath uh, style characteristics and um and so forth so yeah i mean this is this is good old southern stoner rock it's it's certainly a step
1: up from what they put out originally their early stuff it's got the production value it sounds good and this is ross brown who does that 10 south productions he's been he's been at like the ripple fest does a lot of filming yep. He uh, he has a lot of cooking he's I, I i like ross i i used to be we used to talk all the time when i was on facebook but uh yeah
0: good stuff
2: no doubt about it well let's go far far away from southern louisiana for the next band
0: yeah heading over to italy for loose sutures and number five the album title is Sado sex for dummies. Maybe it should be Sado sex because it's referring to Sado masochism. Uh, so that'll give you an idea of kind of, you're in for a kind of a, a, a scummy good time. Uh, <laughs> we're going to hear the <laughs> song Highway Shooter, which Doomed and Stone debuted uh, on March 25th on our website, doomedandstone.com. Um, <clears throat> band's got a really cool stoner rock vibe meshed with kind of a dangerous desert biker thing and plenty of fuzz Uh, I just feel awkward every time I say that album title even if I think that album title I feel awkward how about you guys
1: I feel kind of awkward just looking at the album cover it's got the uh, naked ladies and the coat it's got that whole vibe that we saw quite a bit like if I'd say I want to say three, four, or five years ago with the, the super limited like vinyl, diehard releases by some of these labels. This one is out on vinyl, um, and it reminded me of those ones. Like you, it's like it's almost a marketing ploy, to a degree in my opinion. But it works because it's that got that vintage. Mm-hmm. It's the vintage look. Like right. these are chicks from the '60s. Like. Like will uh, out on LSD, just kind of like, like it's like having Sato
0: sex with. Well, there's dumb. there's some bands. What that, is
2: Sato sex? me, for, for not knowing.
0: I I you know th- uh, sixty Where's shades of gray or ninety nine shades of gray or how many ever there was in that book. That's kind of Sado sex, I guess.
1: But I mean, uh, Urban Dictionary is
2: our friend. We should look it up.
0: Like,
1: other than I mean to get it, on it's the a music provocative the music title. is the music is actually really freaking cool i i dig it it's really retro raw kind of just got that the more you let this soak in and let's like let this one play through the more it just penetrates into your
0: brain yeah it's and, easy listening and
1: the hallucinations
0: like
2: wow you've amazing. really gone up the deep end getting penetrated and now you're hallucinating it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> i yeah. guess
0: that is Texas. That's kind of how it works out
2: well you know what's funny is i think originally i thought they're from greece so thank god you said it uh before i had a well geez
0: that's what i remember anyway uh electric valley they're they're from
2: sardinia yeah yeah that's italy man yeah yeah. anyways this is their third album they made a count this might be my favorite one uh from them and definitely one i'm gonna. Continue to, to to dive into. I mean, the band's just wide open, man. Just wide open. All kinds of stuff going on with them. Uh, besides the imagery, so you know, it's just a little loose suture. <laughs> tie Even
0: that up. makes me feel awkward because I want to tie <laughs> up those sutures. I don't want to. I don't used... think
2: you're the one that's supposed to do it. Probably some nerd. That's true. But one of those weird tweezers. What? Roll strong. Yeah. Oh God. Well. Let's give him Duskwood which she calls and we're going to do this on the Doom and Stoned show
0: back after hearing Loose Sutures at number 5 on the May Doom charts. Sato Sex for Dummies is the album, and we listened to Highway Shooter. Vermilion Whiskey at number 6 brought us the song The Get Down from Crimson and Stone, and we opened the set at number 7 with Duskwood. The Last Voyage is the album, and She Calls is what we heard. Now moving forward, we're in the top 4, and Inching and ever closer to number one. First, we're gonna stop and hear Moonstone, and uh, these guys, these guys are pretty awesome. Um, the album is Growth, and I'm choosing the second track, Bloom. Now, this one needed a couple of listens for me to get into. Um, it's not quick; you're gonna like take in the whole idea of the song within the first minute, like you know, the three-minute rock songs have kind of conditioned us for. It's atmospheric doom, and it even kind of flirts with the gothic side of things, mainly in the vocals, which are kind of misty and ghost-like. The rest of the band really working hard in this track, like especially in the drums, uh, puts up quite a lot of ruckus in the first half, and then the bass gets into the swing of things around the four-minute mark, and by the five-minute mark, Man, I was lost in some kind of a trance. <laughs> so this is uh, some dour, downtuned stuff, but it's beautiful in its own way.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is their third album out of Poland, and I think they're uh, they're one of these bands in doom that just continue to kind of build a legacy within within it. So Poland with the darkness vibe going on with all this with Moonstone. Uh, Bloom is obviously uh, blooming at number
1: four. Yeah, man, this this one I saw coming out and it it caught my eye because I was I've been a fan since their debut album, self titled debut and Moonstone back in 2019, and they've kind of uh, they've kind of got a little like art. The artwork is very like stylistic, kind of looks like it's something. That the same guy's probably doing like Circular and you go through each of their albums and it's it's kind of kind of have the same type of theme mm. but to the music I'm with you Billy it's, this is pretty epic stuff it, it it takes a little patience I think not I don't know so much like that it requires patience but I think both of us it it didn't hit us initially I like right, right off the bat it wasn't like push play and like oh yeah it was like sit and just let this stuff go um it is it's the vote kind of droney vocals it's only 36 minutes long at six songs but it feels like it's a, a longer album for some like in a good way it just keeps going and um man i'd really like to see this on vinyl i don't see that there's an option it's got a cool cd like eco pack bundle thing that they're selling up on Bandcamp looks pretty cool um what label they on it's galactic smokehouse interstellar smoke records so a lot of smoke there's a lot of smoke a lot of moon a lot of moon tonight yeah a smoke a lot of grunge this isn't this this isn't the grungy one but uh I think we're. Uh, I think there's another, another grunge, one coming up.
2: Have you ever smoked and then looked at a clear moon? A clear moon. Yeah, like we're real bright. And it's clear. The sky's oh. clear. But you smoked up a little bit. That's right? what
0: you want to take mushrooms for, I guess.
2: I'm just saying. Let's just start with. Smoke.
0: I'm sure I have. It's been a while.
2: Ah,
1: really? You should have seen the moon this morning. I at uh, 5 30 out in kansas middle Gosh, kansas shoot. it had the big like horizon the big orange like, wow. going all the way like from one side of land to the other that's it was hot i mean we're, it was hot and humid yesterday out there
2: yeah yeah that's what i hear that's what i hear and but moon it's cold that's what they say Except for inside, where all the things are. Going. It's
0: made of. Well, it's on the dark side of the moon, where all the activity is happening. That's a pink. Great album. Big Floyd said it. This one's pink. All right, I guess
1: I guess I'm next. Billy, are we done with yeah? Moonstone? Yeah,
0: I guess we're done. I was just gonna mention there's a Decepticon on the dark side of the moon. I think. Yeah. If you're what? into Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> Um, but, Bucky, you got the number three pick. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so coming at number three, the band Alkanat. Endless Skies. And these guys are from France, another France band. Um, coming at number three, man. I picked the song Slugs. And really, I don't, I didn't take a deep listen to the full album. I hadn't had time yet, but I really think that there's something there that I'm really going to like. Um, i love the album art and like color scheme that they got going on there the blues and the the grays and the the artwork's kind of kind of interesting typical in the scene um but cool nonetheless so judging by the cover it's worth a listen and then judging by the listen it's worth another
2: listen i guess
1: (laughs) it's it's uh,
2: Are you in edibles or just? Yeah. Time?
1: So, so the song slugs, this is like, it's got a, like a plump guitar tone, fat, fat, fuzzy riff. And the stoner rock vocal tones, like classic, like clean stoner rock vocals. And what I think sets this apart from like some of the other, just straight up stoner rock is that it's got some angularity to it. Um, which like some diversity going on I, like crunchiness so yeah and this song kind of around the 410 mark toward the end of the song it just kind of cuts into this buzzsaw riff section that you know those songs sometimes there's a just a part in the song that's totally not in the like it's not part of the song it just goes into this like a bridge like just for like a minute and then it goes back into the chorus or whatever this has one of those so it's good stuff
0: yeah for sure you mentioned the album art this band has been on point with their album art for several releases uh, and there's actually some single art for a couple of these songs that i would love to have but uh the front cover Not as vibrant as their 2019 album, uh, which I thought was really fascinating. Um, But this is fascinating in its own way. It kind of reminds me of an old woodcut, like woodcut art from the olden days of early printing. Um, So yeah, and then definitely like one of, it's well placed at number three on this list. Like this is an album that's bringing something it grabs you like before vocals even enter, I was kind of like fascinated with what was going on with the guitar. the guitar really works hard it brings a lot of swing, a lot of vibe into this whole picture, uh, a lot of rhythm even. Uh, the vocals when they appear like I wasn't expecting them I was I was kind of caught up in this whole karma to burn sort of you know energy. Uh, but the vocals are just bitching, man. They're a perfect fit for this kind of sound. Um, you'll love this, John. They were in the neighborhood of Phil Collins for me. <laughs> I'm telling you, I need a larger repertoire of singers to compare with. But yeah, you
2: really expanded tonight. Uh, next thing you know, I'm going to hear Kenny Loggins.
0: Well, <laughs> you never know. There's two more bands to go.
2: <laughs> I I hope you don't. <laughs> the next two bands oh god well I mean yeah Uh, (laughs) what am I supposed to say (laughs) after Phil Collins I mean you know I really like the album Genesis I'll just go with that you know the first album whatever the album was not that fucking crazy shit with Peter Gabriel like like said he wasn't even on all fucked up on drugs Peter Gabriel he's doing that shitty (laughs) music (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, I just don't get it. You know, I, I got—I even got stoned to try to listen to Genesis Gabriel. It—I've it, got bored out of my mind. But then, little Phil Collins comes in the picture, and wow, He's a magical <laughs> vocalist, isn't he? He really is sometimes. Yeah. What else you got to say? Anything else?
0: It's think? just a badass overall song. Like the more you listen, the more badass it gets.
2: I think yeah, it's a good I, album too, man. I totally do. I, I'm I, I to like, dig in. I'm surprised it landed number three. Like I didn't know if that many people knew. Um, I, I'd seen a little buzz, but you know, some of the bigger players we just announced coming into this. But yeah, I like them. I just played them on the show as well. This song, even. Uh, you know they got one other album they put it out in 2019 i gave that a little listen and this is definitely a a step up and yeah vocals really can deliver uh, on some of these songs really well and they got good tone to a lot of their stuff and uh they're going to be a band to, to check out you know and another band out of france so france with a few of them out there uh a few bands out there deadly vipers you know out of france they just recently did a tour with Truck Fighters, and Wizard, you know, from Montana. Uh, and then, you know, they got Necromancers just put an album out, you know, like last year in Ripple, or partly on Ripple, and Appaloosa just dropped a new song as well, another French band, as stay in France. All right, I've had my fill of French dip, and it's time to go to San Diego for number two, and it is getting down and dirty with Formula 400. Diviniation is the album. I picked not one of the songs that's been getting all the, you know, not the first and second release. I picked Born Lose as the track. And I'll tell you, this album is a raw, heavier album than the previous, you know, 2020 release, evens. Um The brand, you know, this band, if you don't know them yet, it's two guitar attack. Like, harmony vocals and harmony guitars. Uh, with Dan Frick and Ian Holloway, uh, the you know the, the back end it's held down by Kip Page, who uh, is from the band Ride the Sun, and just a lot of guys know Kip. He's one of the tallest guys in the scene as well. He towers even over my six foot two ass. He's like six seven or some shit. Uh, anyways, Kip on bass, and then you got Voot. Uh, on drums uh, Which has been a, a, a great addition For them to have And has solidified a really good lineup uh, It's really impressive to watch this band Over this three years grow um, More and more people Really dig it. The more often they're heard by people The more often people like these guys And think they're, they're pretty rad you know, They do good rock songs <laughs> they, they kind of fit in a spot That can be appealing to fans Of anything from southern rock To hard rock to stone rock I mean, it's meaning it can really appeal to each of those. And I, dare I say it gets even a little heavier on this album, but you know, music is about interpretation of what, you know, one person can hear something and hear it different than another person. So I saw recently after they played Planet Desert Rock, Planet Desert Rock, uh, part three, it got a review by one of the, you know, online magazines, um, and the reviewer said that they it reminded her of thrash. So, you know, music is in the eyes of the beholder, or the ear holder, because that's weird.
0: Yeah, it does kind of. I mean, this song you chose does have kind of a little bit more up tempo. I, I could kind of hear how somebody who just had that as a marker in their mind from like ten years, twenty years, thirty years know. ago they'd be like okay this this kind of reminds me of thrash but a
2: testament for you know,
0: yeah but no this this is like you know <laughs> muscular down tuned dive bar rock and roll cool vocals they have a metallic sheen to them for me like first time i listened to this song i was thinking thin lizzy yeah, um, yep just a heavier dirtier dingier Thin Lizzy. thin lizzy and uh the vocal harmonies, uh, are also, uh, a point of, of, interest here. Uh, the guitar tone, it's got, it does do some, uh, dual guitar stuff very briefly, but, uh, guitar tone has that stingy kind of sound like Thin Lizzy.
2: Totally. Yeah. I mean, I, they've been compared, you know, to them, to COC, uh, early on even some of the stuff in their first album Skinner so I mean it, it definitely they have that two guitar prominence and the vocals that goes with it uh, I know you I know Bunky you're familiar with these boys
1: yeah no I I know the guys I and to me this new one is I, I think this new one verges way more dips its toes into just heavy metal you're talking a lot of stoner rock, rock. this is this is metal like mm-hmm. not Rash metal but metal <laughs> and like the thin lizzy's yeah. definitely comes to mind and i don't remember it so much on their first album sounding like this as much
0: it seemed well, a lot of vocals
1: more like, like southern think, rock,
0: like stoner rocky this one think like with this one bucky they could almost go like it, this could almost go for a mainstream sound in yeah some
1: well you gotta hear
2: the
0: whole I album I, okay. I kept
1: waiting for it to break out almost into a hair metal.
0: Yeah. Like, it, uh, I don't
1: know. It, it doesn't, it doesn't. But, I like, if you're listening to, like, the way those guitars crunch, together, like, it has that energy to it.
2: And, you know what, I, I, I picked this song because it, it veers a little off the path of their first two releases. Uh, they did Whiskey Bent, which was actually written about a night after one of my shows here in Vegas <laughs> by Dan Frick. Uh, and he just got, he just pulled a whiskey bender like, no tomorrow, you know, passed. They found him passed out like a, the shrubs of the golden nugget. And, <laughs> okay, I mean, when I have shows, it, it, we're partying, man. Uh, and, and then the self-titled album, I mean, the, I'm sorry, the album titled song Diviniation, uh, you know, it is is heavy and, and strong as well. This kind of takes it down a little notch from that heaviness. So I would really strongly advise this is a whole album because uh, and it's uh, nine songs deep and uh, there's definitely some crunchiness to it. And I agree with you, Bucky. I think there's uh, some some metal tinges. I mean, Dan Frick is, you know.
1: The guitar works great, man. It sounds oh, really man. good. And yeah. I, I, I had in here, you mentioned like earlier, they were they kind of, Ventured into like a like a coc kind of sound, but I would say that this attracts the similar audience as Vermilion Whiskey did. Who just totally. minute number six, same same crowd, same. They'd be
2: great on a tour together. Yeah.
1: So and and funny, like you mentioned, um, Kip. So it, it was ride the sun. That brought up some old memories. I I saw ride the sun like freaking 15 years it was a long time ago and in reno it was when i first started going out to like these underground shows it was sasquatch was on the bill ride the sun (laughs) there were some other bands from like central california like the bay area and then some local bands and i and kip i didn't know him at the time but he it, it was him he was a. It was like three yeah. guys, <clears throat> in ride the sun. And then now I. I remember I ran into Kip at some of your shows and mm-hmm. Vegas, I think. But um it's kind of funny. If he listens, I wonder if he remembers playing with Sasquatch up in Sparks, Nevada. Like, fuck, that was like two thousand eight. Because I think I, you
2: know, I'll tell him we talked a bunch about him, and maybe he'll listen. I don't think he <laughs> likes hearing people talk. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, unfortunately, get by a kid if you're actually listening. Well, I'm not really kid, but you get it. Uh, mm. You know who else was in Ride the Sun at one time? was Sean Stin, Stindy Stind from uh, Red Desert. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They're from it, you know? And then, uh, so yeah, you know, Formula 400, two albums in a row. Uh, both have been really, really super, super solid.
1: The number number two, man. I, I, I'm kind of surprised that it that, that it scored so high. It's a good album, but I, I wouldn't have expected it, to be honest, with the well, doom then,
2: charts. I think it's a band that the more people hear it, uh, the more they're like, all right, cool. Because, you know, people come from roots of whatever. We all come from different roots of styles of rock, but in the end good, solid songwriting slash musician. you know, songs is what matters. And I think this just kind of goes to show it. Now, landing at number one is a band that definitely is not a stranger to writing really good songs, and that is the band, Gozoo. lands at number one with the album, Remedy. Um, I picked the song because uh, probably my favorite song on the album, it was their first release. It's Tom Cruise Control. So, yes, amazing name of a song. Good God. We'll get to that in a minute. But it's good to have the Boston Boys back rocking. Um, six albums they've released over this time. This is the second one on, guys, this is on Metal Blade. Now, it's the subsidiary, it's underneath a branch uh, umbrella of uh, Black White Media, which is owned by celebrity chef Chris Santos. So, this band, uh, you know, we re- recently interviewed on the Heavy Galaxy show, Mark Kaffney, and, you know, he's like, I have to pinch myself once in a while that I'm on Metal Blade. <laughs> you know, that Metal Blade was, you know, something that when he was growing up, you know, the metal, the metal stuff that he liked and rock, you know, Metal Blade was such a prominent, you know, feat, figure within a lot of that. So, you know, Mark really has a wide variety of what Moulds his, his uh, vocals. Um, most of the time, he'll list a bunch of, bi- a bunch of people uh, as his vocal influences that have nothing to do with rock and roll. Like, it's literally like Soul and Mow Down and all this other stuff. So, really, a band that comes from an interesting perspective of what they like influence-wise. And, but when they bring it in, it's just really heavy riffing, heavy rock. I mean, Man, two guitar attack for these guys, too. Just bringing it solid. Uh, Mark, he shines up in vocals. On this album alone, they have song titles. Hello Talk. Rambo 2. In Gazera loves no one. I mean, that's just on this one along with Tom Cruise and uh And I tell you, these guys are uh, just good and solid. They're on tour right now, matter of fact. And, God, they might... Have you even already played them or about to?
1: No, I, I'm looking. I they they were. Come. I think they played. Maybe maybe they're playing tonight. Really, I yeah, it's, it it's is real recent because it, it, I'm, I'm yeah. out of town and I saw that they were coming. I was like, oh shit, yep, that's cool. I did see them. I've seen them once in a small dive bar in
2: Sacramento. A
1: few years back, well, probably five or six years ago.
2: I saw them at the first Psycho Vegas. And they were unbelievable. Yeah,
0: no, they had, they, drum, were cool.
2: they had a drum mishap and Psycho wasn't prepared. So that was a little odd, but uh, definitely a set to remember the three or four songs. They were just, I mean, it was just bam, bam. One song to the next, to the next. Hard charge, bald bull and all this. Uh, this is a band to get your heavy on, pop it in the car, go fast, and just get ready. Now, what do you, what do you think, Billy?
0: Oh, they're, they're playing with Yob and Cave-In uh, on June 10th in Cambridge, so, you know, wow. that's back that's, in. that's some heavy company, and I've always put Gozu in the stoner metal category, or, or stoner rock, or... You're right, like it, a lot of it, it's hard to really define. Uh, there's definitely those bluesy, soulful roots reflected in the vocals um it's hard to turn away from when you hear it and especially when they throw in those Allison Chains like vocal harmonies you've got a winning song here like this is great production all around Uh, it's really interesting to listen to and I could see that this would would give pause for a first time listener at a show or something wow that sounds pretty cool uh it's got a cool solo on it as well
1: yeah, I mean Gozoo's been around for a while. They were they were back one of the original, well, not original, but
3: uh, mm-hmm.
1: Small Stone bands. They yeah. were on Smallstone on their first couple albums, I believe. Yes. And then Revival, I think, came out on Ripple. Yep. In 2016, I think that's when I saw them over in Sacramento. It was 2016, and that album was I. I wanna say that was my album of the year that year. And it a lot of it has to do with yeah, Nature Boy. Remember the song Nature Boy? Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, just his the vocals, the, the guitar, the energy, the the catchiness. It's it's all their songs are super catchy. Ricky the
2: dragon Steamboat. Yeah.
1: So Dude,
2: they're, they're yeah. This is uh and, and they, fascinating band. And they,
1: fascinating. they don't uh and they're very humble about it too. Like I, I was listening to this at the airport. I was listening to another, oh, I think it was slightly fuzzed. Ryan had Mark on his show to do like a an interview.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh and he was talking like kind of like what you were saying, they don't listen to this kind of music or like he they just they they play this music, it's it's they just have fun and they don't take it too serious, and they're they write
2: these funny song titles, and it's. Yeah. But. Per, you know, per, Billy, you mentioned earlier like, <laughs> stoner metal, but if you actually go back to the roots, the first album, which I don't think was on a label, and no. then they had, and then there was Locust Season, and I think they did drag a song or two with them, uh, there, but it was way more uh, Queens of the Stone Age tinge, uh, the heavier side of Queens of the Stone Age. Um, Yeah. Back in 2010 or 11, I just moved to Vegas, and I was so burned out on Radio Rock. I had given up, pretty much. Like, I'm like, I'm so fucking tired of what's being, you know, on the radio. And I remember I had Sirius XM. And I was like, oh, there's a little hope, because they were playing some decent stuff. But I would buy CDs from Amazon Music, and it would have these little suggestions. And probably in the span of like two months, I heard uh, Rival Sons, Freedom Hawk, Sasquatch, and Go Zoo. And everything changed after that. Mm. And that's when I went and said, there is hope. Something's hell going on
1: here. That was the small stone connection there.
2: I mean, well, Rival Sons, you know. Uh, and I listed them from near the beginning. Um, and, you know, now they're on pretty big tour right now. Uh, those guys have been in pretty incredible. And, yeah, Sasquatch and Gozu and Fremont all ex-Smallstone. Uh, and, actually, two out of three uh, have a Ripple connection as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Smallstone use, I mean, you know, hey, Smallstone's a small operation nowadays, but uh, they got some good, solid stuff still in there. I mean, hell, they just put out Abrams, which I think most of us can agree is a really, really good album. And what is that band, uh, Robots? Robots of the Ancient World are actually about to hit the road and they're playing Vegas at a super tiny little venue down on Fremont Street that I'm going to go check out for sure because I really dig them as well. And that's a, you know, a, a current, you know, small stone man and an Arata or Arida. You know, spell Atari spelled backwards, uh, and Sun Drifter are as well, and Green Desert Water. So, but man, back in the day, they had some, uh, they had some big That's for sure. Yeah. For well, sure. guys,
0: it's been an awesome show. Uh, we do have a bonus track for you guys. It's from a band called Hibernot out of Salt Lake City, uh, featuring members of Sub Rosa and Dwellers. So that'll be a, a good seven-minute chunk of doom for you guys. If you want even more, you can access the past eight seasons of shows and uh, get some bonus content as well. We have a, a bonus show uh, called The After Party that comes out, uh, usually in between shows. And that's at uh, patreon.com. Support the show, uh, help the program continue, and um, and get in on the past eight seasons of the show get in on some bonus content uh get deeper into the rabbit hole and uh, that's at patreon.com forward slash doomed and stone and you guys uh it's been a, a rocking show we've been talking for about two hours here uh <laughs> but i've enjoyed every minute of it and uh, I hope listeners have as well yeah man no it was fun times thanks
1: for having having us on again and you mentioned this this uh um bonus track dwellers man that band was so badass Mm
3: -hmm.
1: from salt lake and so this and this is a heavy band hibernaut i was listening to some of that today it's uh it's good stuff so yeah thanks for having, having me on good to talk to you guys again as always
0: hell yeah
2: thank you everyone uh thank you gentlemen Again, for another fun show, made my day better after this. And hopefully, we make, uh, we help people have a better day out there that are listening to the show.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, guys, doom on until we meet again.
1: Anybody have the time? Five minutes. Okay, that's enough for today. On Monday, we'll talk about another pattern that might be of interest to all of you: cannibalism. Have a good weekend.
2: The
3: proceeding was a presentation of Doom and Stone.